and Mr. Mozart towards the middle of those. Running on now is Captivon and here's Animo below the 200. Lightsaber, Captivon, Animo moves up boldly though. Artorius is out late but it's too late. Animo and Captivon stride for stride. Animo the stronger. Animo won the guineas from Captivon, Artorius. That was the Caulfield guineas. Ollie had the opportunity that day to ride Animo for Cadolphin and... uh, he didn't let the punters down that day as we start our giddy-up debate on this Wednesday. The King of Australian Broadcasting, Jared Waitley, will be joining us as well to pay tribute to Damien Oliver this morning. Miles Fitzner, welcome back to Giddy Up. Morning, Gareth. Shane Curlio, good morning to you. Live from Brisbane, Damien Oliver, what a superstar he has been. And today he'll be announcing that his swan song will be in Perth in December, mate. Um, what a career he's had. Yeah, I can't wait to hear Jared Waitley draw some comparisons to Lionel Messi. Yes. And Ollie. <laughs> yeah. he's, a, he's a superstar, Ollie. Um, 128 Group 1s, Miles, um, three Melbourne Cups, two Cox Plates, four Caulfield Cups and a Golden Slipper. Massive. I think the bit that, that gets me is 10 jockey premierships. Yeah, three Melbourne Cups, of course. Yeah, so. three, but ten jockey premierships yep. is a bit that's that sticks. So you ride for thirty-five years. You're essentially saying just under thirty percent of the time you're the best. Yeah, uh, and that's that's unreal. Couple of big seasons to remember: ninety-two, ninety-three, two thousand one, two thousand two. Had nine Group One wins in both those seasons. So um, it's enormous. I mean, he's the goat. Yeah, there's no one will get. I'm. So, I don't know whether or not anyone. You know, we'll well, James McDonald sort of, he's on his way in his early 30s. 30s. He's got 70 Group 1s already, but he's still got a long way to go to get past Ollie. Um, Ronnie says three words that sum up Ollie Garris, simply the best. Thanks for the ride, Ollie. Um, Jace says, couldn't hold back the tears from that in the car with the opener. Uh, what a superstar Ollie was. And I remember the day during the carnival at Flemington a couple of years back. It was on Derby Day. And J-Mac had been flying and he'd been um, dominating proceedings, especially up there in Sydney. And Ollie and Mac had put on a show that day. Um, they had so many close finishes. Ollie's ride on Colette was something else. He nabbed him with Superstorm in a photo there in the mile race and um, Mac was aboard Cascadian. And the two champs went head-to-head they that went day. Out. Yeah. And Ollie sort of said, hey... Um, you might be trying to take over my mental, but I'm not finished yet. And he went with Macca that day, and he probably only took the riding on us. Uh, that was one of my favourite days on a racetrack because of the competition that day between two of the greats. That's Yeah, I, I think his competitive, his competitiveness shone through that day and yeah. shone through the whole time. I mean, you're still seeing him going riding. You know, we're still amazed that someplace he's still going and having a ride or in the yeah. middle of nowhere or on a Sunday or something, and you're sort of thinking you're the best... You're the best, mate. And you ask any jockey in the rooms who their idol is. It's D. Oliver. It's D. Oliver. And that's that's as big a testament as anything. And, Shane, there was something something about Ollie in a photo finish too. He had that, that ability to lift lift those horses over the, the concluding stages. Yeah, I think we got to see and hear um, during the COVID period, Gareth, where there was nobody on course but they were still televising the races, you could actually hear Ollie screaming at his horse uh, and lifting it that last 50. Um, mm. So that was a great insight. And his ability to get one home at the end. Um, yeah, certainly for me, the, the Melbourne Cup win on Media Puzzle was, was um, 
like you know almost goosebump type moment yeah. there. Um, the most memorable win. But uh, yeah, he'll go out one of the all-time greats for sure. I'll never forget that day I was working as the runner there for Channel 7 following Neil Kearney around and when Ollie won that Melbourne Cup in 2002. And it was such a... I'll never ever witness it, witness something like that again. It was that, that feeling after he won. There wasn't a dry eye there at Flemington that day. And when he came back to scale, um, just the way that the, the public reacted to Damien Oliver and we didn't know that he was going to ride throughout that week and he rode on Derby Day and couldn't get near them and he was struggling on, on Cup Day and then he produced that that ride on Media Puzzle and it, it was a great Australian sporting moment um, and a day that I think it, you didn't have to be there at Flemington but I think all sporting fans um, and racing fans remember where they were that day. It, when he said, um, I don't give a stuff about the Melbourne Cups, yeah. I'd give it all back to have my brother back, that's the... That's one of the great lines in Australian, you know, that's one of the great moments and lines in Australian sport, yeah. hands down. And that week leading up, whether he's going to ride or not, and obviously no one can imagine what Ollie was going through and he, he lost his father um, and he lost his brother both doing what they love and he was going out to ride on the biggest stage of all and he had to deliver and he delivered that day. So um, that will be a day that I think will be... It will be remembered forever. And then those Cox Plates Northerly winning, as I mentioned in the intro in 2001, it, three great WA um, racing icons, Freddie Kersley, the champ Northerly and Ollie combining. Um, and that was a stellar field that year, Miles. It's when you hear that with Viscount and, and the like. Uh, that's, that's when, well, that's when I fell in love with racing. I mean, in that year, what was I? I was in year eight. I think I was about, th- what was I, 13 or 14 years old. Mm. So that's when... That was peak, peak time for me, Gareth, when you just the superstars of the game um, were running around in the biggest races. 0499736736. We're at the Spring Racing launch last night. I was talking to a few of the jockeys. It was probably the worst kept secret in racing that Damien Oliver was retiring today. And I was talking to a few of the jocks and they were a little surprised that he would be announcing it today, Shane, but... Um, I think he wouldn't mind me saying this, but Jamie Mott said it's just been an honour to ride against Ollie because he was he was my hero, and it's and he described it in a way it's like someone going to play basketball and you're playing uh, against LeBron, um, Curlier. So he's been able to inspire generations, and then those jockeys that looked up to Ollie, I, even Craig Williams said that Ollie was one of his heroes growing up. I didn't, I thought they were the same age. But he's been able to inspire generations and that is a wonderful legacy that he will leave there, Shane. Yeah, certainly. Um, you know, I mean, obviously, you hit the nail on the head there. Like, he's much respected by his peers and um, he sort of set the bar, hasn't he? Like, anyone that sort of comes through the ranks now of winning, you know, a group one winning jockey, always the, uh, you know, always set the bar. Like, you spoke about J-Mac, who's ridden 70-odd group one winners, whatever it is. He's, only, or he's not even halfway there. All right, lads. Um, Jared Waitley will be coming in shortly, so we'll get stuck into our debate. Now, this is an interesting one, Curlio. And I was, I don't know if you guys are voting for the Australian Horse of the Year, but the, <laughs> I thought you guys would have been the first that they right. would have let me got guess. in contact Let with. me guess, you're voting for the Australian well, Horse of the Year? Well, this has inspired me. I, I probably won't get too much away here. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. But, um, no, this has inspired me. The, the, 
there's a couple of categories that I was looking at thinking, hmm, this is a difficult one. The three-year-old filly of the year. In secret, that won a couple of group ones. So did Cool and Gatter against the older horses. And then you've got a horse like Amelia's Jewel who dominated proceedings yeah. there in WA, winning a group one against the older horses in the Northerly and then running one of the biggest races um, anywhere when she finished second to overpass in a quokka. So which way would you go, Milo? Uh, I put emphasis on the races. Yes. So um, I, I think... A couple of the harder races, I'll probably be leaning towards in secret, and that's off the back of it being a Coolmore and a Newmarket. Yeah. And the the high praise I hold on those two races is probably why I would go that way. Um, I'm, you know, I, I don't think we've seen Amelia's Jewel yet. You know how big a fan I am of, of, of Amelia's Jewel. I don't think we've seen her yet or the best of her yet. And then Cool and Gatter's... Probably not far behind. The Moya, I, I don't, you know, the Valley, obviously, um, it, it's a great race. That probably has the lightning in there where it beat I Wish I Win and Bella Nipatina. So close, but I, 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 off the back of the Newmarket and the Coolmore, I mean, the Coolmore's it. Like, the Coolmore is a bloody, bloody... For the three-year-olds. Yep, yeah, like, that's it. And she beats the Colts, but Shane, what do you hold in more esteem? Do you, do you hold a Newmarket at handicap? conditions or do you hold wait for age contest um, higher because that's what Cool and Gatter's been able to do, say, in a Lightning and that's what Amelia's Jewel was able to do in a Northerly? Yeah, I think you can rule Amelia's Jewel out. Um, yep. Yeah. You know, if that Lark Hill trial was Lark Hill, <laughs> I'd say much. You could probably throw a bit away behind that trial at Lark Hill, but it was this season. So it really does, I, I, I agree with Miles, it comes down to in secret and cool and gather. Um, you could argue that there was more depth in the group ones than in secret one. Um, uh, you know, you could have the weight for age versus handicap argument. Um, the Coolmore is the three-year-old race uh, of the season. It's a stallion um, maker. I mean, that, that's it, isn't it? The, that's... Philly, the Philly beating the Colts and... Um, you know, there'll be there'll be a stack of good there'll be a stack of good horses come through that through that race, no doubt. Um, cool and Gatter was in that Coolmore Stud Stakes, also three and a half lengths behind in secret. So I, I, I had to lean in secret. Yeah, I think it's hard to argue, um, but geez, Cool and Gatter and Amelia Jewel are stiff because they've had stellar seasons, and the three-year-old fillies have been exceptional. The horse of the year is an interesting one. I think it's down to three, maybe probably two. In Giga Kick, who won an Everest, who won um, an all-aged, who was too good, of course, in the Doom and 10,000, taking on Animo, that nearly defeated Winx's record as for winning, I think he had six group ones, Winx's record is seven. Um, so what a year he has had. I, I think it's hard to hard to knock Animo. Or yeah. I think, yeah, the way that he's been able to do what he did that last season. Animo, I mean, especially the fact that Animo had to, like, did it at two, three, and four, it sort of almost carries a bit of weight yeah. as well. I, I think I'm one that's always overlooked alligator blood. It's not a horse I've ever really been into. Yes. It's not a horse I've ever really tipped a lot, sort of horse I'm in love with a lot. But, gee, hasn't that horse done some remarkable things? And, and Gay Waterhouse and Adrian Bott need to be 
um, commended on what they've done. And the season that that horse had um, is nothing short of outstanding. And, you know, we, we might... Um, it mightn't be over Fowler go to blood either. But you want to talk about Group 1 records. I mean, that horse is starting to put together a serious, serious resume. Now, I admit that I think Alligator Blood's lost a lot of its, um, what do we call, shine, because it's gone through, um, it's got some quite unique owners or had unique owners. Then it went, you know, got banned from racing in certain places because some of the owners hadn't paid bills or whatever it was. Um, I'm, I'm speculating, not, not spitting facts, but... It's never no, been a horse. I think the... they paid their bills. It's just because he, he decided. I know Curly and I's Ellen Andrews like their best mate, so I think he he, he declared himself bankrupt for for reasons that um, whatever it may be. Knows. Yeah, whatever so... it may be, but there's always been a shine off this horse, right? Because of maybe a, some some odd stuff going on in mm-hmm. regards to ownership. But take that shine off and put him in Ben and JD Hayes camp with you know little Mary Smith out at out at wherever you know, Yaroa, that owns this outright. And we'd be talking about this horse as if it was one of the greats. I mean, this horse is doing amazing, amazing things. Yeah, he's stiff, alligator blood. There was a case that he should have won the Victorian horse of the year because that's just judged on races in Victoria and he had a stellar season in Victoria. But you have a look at Animo's record. He won a Wink Stakes. This is last season, a George Main, a Caulfield Stakes. He picked himself off the canvas that day. He won the Cox Plate, a, a Polo Stakes, Chipping Norton, and a George Ryder. They're, you like they're not beating him, Curly on the horse of the year, even though that Giga Kick and Alligator Blood, and I wish I win, had stellar seasons. I think, um, I think you got carried away with Alligator Blood. Alligator Blood, genuinely two lengths off the best Group 1 horses. Yeah, well, I, well, how can it be? How can it be genuinely two links off the Group One horses if it would it win three of them? So that means all that. What about what did it win last season? Three Group the Ones. Top, there's a disparity between the top level Group Ones and the bottom level. So level. hang on, hang on. You're either Group One. Yeah. You, you can't say, oh, there's top line Group Ones and secondary Where? Group Ones, and you're two links off a secondary well, group, group One. Group One horses. He is, he is, he was two links off horses like Animo's. Uh, Thunderstruck. Well, hang on. He beat Thunderstruck in a Futurity. Brightside. He beat Brightside in a Cantala. We'll continue this. We'll, we'll continue this. We'll, con- we'll continue this debate straight after the news, Kelly. Buffalo River at the 300 metres and Rio Dini coming back to them. Mr. Brightside runs up behind them. Cascadian's going to follow it through. King Magnus down the outside. Shalo and Ice Bath run on, but Cascadian drove through at the 100. It's Cascadian just in front of Mr. Brightside. King Magnus, Superstorm late. Cascadian holding on. Superstorm dives. Photo, Superstorm, Cascadian within between horses. Mr. Brightside. That was Superstorm defeating Cascadian. Ollie and Macca going head to head and Superstorm winning that group one. The Kentala there on that opening day of the Flemington Carnival a few years back. Um, as we celebrate Ollie's career, if you're just joining us, the champ will be announcing that he'll be retiring at the end of the year. His final meeting will be on the final day, I think, of the, the Perth Carnival. So we'll get to say goodbye to him throughout the spring carnival here in Melbourne. He might even get up to Sydney as well, depending on opportunities, I would imagine. But this is Giddy Up's debate. Gareth Ormoles, Fitzner and Shane Curlio with you. Jared Waitley joined us to pay tribute to Ollie as well. But um, just as we're getting stuck into the debate, I don't know how we got onto Alligator Blood because the horse of the year was down to two, I thought, and Animo and, and Giga Kick. But 
Um, Milo, yeah, Milo's was adamant that alligator blood needs to be in that conversation. And you told me as you walked out of the room just before that you had Curlio on the rope. So take what, it away, Miles. No, no, no. What I was just saying was you, you can't like, – and, and Shane, like, Shane, you're an astute judge. I, I'm well aware of that. But you this, told me you this, should, this, should this stick to Bo Desert this, form. This ain't Bo Desert or Toowoomba, mate. You can't be two links. <laughs> you can't be two links off the best group one horses when you've beaten them. Well, I, that doesn't make any sense to me. Let me put it in a bit of context here. So when we get up to the to the grand final classic distance ranges, uh, Alligator Blood's knocked off a few group ones, fit hard, rock hard fit on speed when the better horses like Animo are building up to their grand final. And when it comes to those classic contests, he's genuinely two lengths off the best of them at their peak. Righto. So he wins a grad Stradbroke. He beats Private Eye and Rothfire. He wins yeah, uh, an Underwood noted. beating Mawanga and Zaki. He wins a Cantala beating Tuvalu and Brightside. He wins a Futurity beating Brightside and I'm Thunderstruck. Um, I mean, there's not much... 1,400 and 1,400 metres... Rock Art versus horses coming up through their preparations going to a grand final. Well, there's not he's, much. Like, he's, a, he's a good horse. There's not much more. Like, he might be two links off him at 2,000 metres, but that doesn't mean he's two links off him as a group, at a group one. I think he's. Who would you prefer in a mile race? And this is part of the other, uh, other our other category in our debate today. Who wins the Memsey? So it's over the 1,400 metres, but I might add a little bit to this at the moment. Who's Australia's best miler? Is it Mr. Brightside or is it Alligator Blood? It has to be Alligator Blood. Oh, I don't know. I, it I has think to be. Right now, I, I probably Bro, if you well, have Brightside a Brightside won a second grade PB Lawrence. Now, he's a star, right? He's won a couple of Doncasters. Yeah, I, Only the champs do that. Yeah, true. Yeah. But I think down here, I mean, I'm, I'm thinking when you got those high tempo, those high tempo 1600s, they're brutal. Mm. And to be brutal and do it on a brutal speed and do it, you have to be good. Now, it's, he's an interesting horse because at 2,000, I still think he's a query. And if that's what Shane's saying, that's fine. I, I still don't know whether or not he's like a, a Cox Plate threat. Mm-hmm. But, gee, I, I like, d- take him on over a mile at your own peril. I think it's an interesting interesting one. You talk about Brightside winning the Doncaster. Do you know what, what ran top five in the Doncaster last year? I'll have to look that up. No. You wouldn't name you. You probably couldn't name one horse that's run top five in that race. Yes, um, not off the after. top of my head. My uh, Oberon Nugget um, was involved there. Hope in your heart. Um, Ozapenko, I think, is a good horse. Fangirl was there. Yeah. She ran seventh. Duke of Duke DeSessa that Mile reckons will be one of the finds of the spring. Yeah, got caught, midfield. caught five, four, five deep yeah. the whole trip for first yeah, up in Australia. Know. Brightside won an All Star Mile that is clearly. He's, um, he's Victoria's a jet. number one rating race in, in the autumn. He's a jet, but I don't know whether or not uh, it's a really good conversation. Brightside at the moment is a better, I think he'll be, he, I think I'd rather have him over a mile right now than Alligator Blood because I think that he's going to new levels, Brightside. Well, Alligator Blood, he's trolled nicely, but is he getting towards the back end of his career? I think Brightside um, will play. I think he, so. If you had to have a bet right now, say in that Flemington Mile race, I'll, I'd have Brightside over. Well, admittedly, blood. admittedly, you've got a horse that's that's a six-year-old gelding there, you know, seven or yep. whatever alligator blood mm-hmm. is. But you know, Alan Entrance really well, don't you, Curlio? You'd be tight. Let me and Al go way back, mate. Yeah. I'll 
old drinking buddies. Um, we'll take a quick break. It's eight forty nine. Gareth Hormol's Fitzner Shane Curlio with you. I can't believe, like, I, that was a bit of. That's an insight. Telling t- Curlio no, to stick I, to Bow Desert and Gimpy form. That's a bit harsh. I just said it's, it's. Yeah. We'll take a break on the other side <laughs> of it. We'll get the lads' tips in the Memsey Stakes. We've got our top five rankings. I think we've sorted out our rankings. So, our rankings, just to make it clear, and we'd love for you to join our conversation 0499 736 736. The top five horses in your eyes right now in the country. So, who's the best horses? One, two, three, four, and five. Um, and then, and it's your opinion. So if you've got Amelia's Jewel up the top, well, it's your opinion. That's what you think. You're only trying to justify that off a Lark Hill trial. No, Even sh- this is where Shane and I, as much as we like blowing against we'll, each other about alligator blood, I think we'll, we're going to align on we'll, this. We'll take a quick break and come back with plenty more straight after this. In front inside the 200 metre mark, led by a length to nothing like a Dane giving everything. Then quick ransom coach, but vintage crop. But it's all Doremus at the 100, raced away three lengths to nothing like a Dane, and then came vintage crop. But Doremus takes the double. Doremus three and a half, nothing like a Dane runs second. Vintage crop. Yeah, that was Ollie winning one of his three Melbourne Cups with Doremus, um, and he did it well that day, defeating the three year old nothing like a Dane. Um, we'll pay tribute to Ollie throughout the morning as he announces his retirement, that media conference live at 11 o'clock. Hopefully you, you will hear that on the SEN networks. Um, Jared Waitley will take it if they're on time. So, um, yeah, we'll pay tribute to Ollie throughout the morning here. Playley, the 1,200-metre group one weight for age sprint star standing at Darley this breeding season. Who wins the Memsey Stakes? Just having a look at the Bet365 market here. We have, and the fields will be out today. You've got, I wish I win and Mr. Brightside. Now, I wish I win the firm favourite $3. Brightside out the three sixty. Alligator Blood at $5. At the $5, I think that Alligator Blood first up 1,400 metres out in front could be worth a pun each way. Yep, it could be. I'm not contradicting myself saying that I think Brightside's a better miler. This is over 1,400. But first up, the way he trolled, he might be the play. It, I think it could be the play. Um, it's going to be interesting to see what we really want from this track. I think that's going to be – we've had a little bit of rain um, throughout the week so far, and the, the track will come into it. I think probably the better it gets, the more I wish I win um, does come into it. His first up record's elite, three from five. Uh, this is a horse that I've got as the best horse in the country, right? I wish I win, yes. Yep. So – it's really hard when you when you like a horse like Alligator Blood. I mean, I think there's a horse in there called Princess Grace who I was on at 20s last start that I think has got a lot of improvement that could be anything. Um, I, I'm probably going to try to stick and, and stick with I Wish I Win. I think I Wish okay. I Win is just better than anything. Tactics-wise, here would be interesting because we saw in a tour act that then when they ran a solid run race, it's hard for a horse like I Wish I Win to have that turn of foot. So it would be interesting to see the tactics with the alligator blood. Does he try and take on an I Wish I Win outside of his comfort zone? But if Brightside's close enough, he might have the last crack at an alligator blood curlio. It will be a fascinating battle. Um, it's one for the purists more so than the punters, Gareth. Yes. I, I've like uh, turned myself inside out around I wish I win. Um, I had intended the potentially the best mile of this spring. Um, and then uh, obviously Entain and the New Zealand tab get hold of him and put him in the Everest. So he's got to be trained to win an Everest. And he resumes at 1,400. Like on what planet are we lining all this up? Um, Peter Moody's world, make- his planet. Hey? Peter Moody's planet. 
yeah, well, he's on a different one to all of us, probably. Yeah. Um, although he did say there's only two states to be in Queensland and Pitt. He was right there. <laughs> um, <laughs> it's, um, it's, it's, so it's, I find it impossible to line up that. And then you talk, and then we look at Mr. Brightside, who has, this, who has had the race fitness edge with his trial win last start against yeah. nothing um, up in the proper proper race and then you've got the Waller runners where you could probably make a case for at least four of them if they all go there so yeah. it's an impossible race to bet but a great race to sit back and enjoy if you had to have one you got 20 seconds before we take the news I was on Princess Grace last start also so for George to get a stop to sit just behind the speed I could be on it again alright then uh, I've, I've just got to stick with I, I wish, wish I, I win. win I have to, have I'll, to. I'll take the blood um, it's quickly approaching 9 o'clock we'll see who the lads think is the best jockey at the moment in the country. And then we'll get our top five ratings as well with Giddy Up's debate. Then we've got, of course, a big bag of tips coming up after nine as well. Here comes Paris Lane with a great run, and they're followed by Tenerant Fraternity is finishing on well, but Paris Lane, the favourite, hit the front of the Coolfield Cup. He's dashed clear. El Cobra's second tenor coming home well, followed by it's all in front and back behind the Vapressa, but it's Paris Lane in front. He's too good. He wins the Foster's Coolfield Cup, the favourite, Paris Lane. A length and a half, El Cobra. Johnny Russell calling that Caulfield Cup. That was one of Ollie's four Caulfield Cups, and... Um, Jeez, as Jared pointed out, we've pointed out a few times, as I say, good morning to you. If you're just listening to us on, on Giddy Up, we're paying tribute to Damien Oliver this morning after he'll announce that he'll be retiring at the end of December or in December after the end of the, the Perth Carnival. He goes out as our greatest. Um, he's, we're still counting, could win a few more Group 1s, but 128 Group 1s cool. alongside his name. No one has ridden more Group 1s than Ollie. Three Cups, Melbourne Cups, four Caulfield Cups, two Cox Plates and a Golden Slipper. Um but he's been doing it since he was a teenager. Now he's 51 and um, he's been at the top of his game and he's inspired generations to follow in his footsteps. And now they're competing against him. So uh, well done to Ollie, but we're continuing on our debate show. Miles Fitzner and Shane Curlio with us on this Wednesday morning. It's five minutes past nine. Who's the best jockey at the moment in the land? I think J-Mac still holds that quote, but I think Blake Shin is closing. I think Damien Lane isn't far away either. Um, and I think they're the top three for mine. What about you, uh, yeah, Milo? Clearly top, clearly top three. And, I mean, when you're in that sort of form, you're also getting the pick of the better horses. I, there's one guy I want to mention um, who I'm following today again as well, and I'm going to follow him right throughout the spring, and that's Jordan Childs. Um, love the way he goes about it, really puts in a bad one, makes really good decisions early, has a great seat. I think this is his spring, Jordan Childs. Um, I mean, he's been at the top for some time, but not really one of the stars, fair to say. But he's about to go bang in a, in a big way. And um, I wanted to – I know people will hear me ram at home on trackside, but he is as good as there is. He might not get the, the pick of the horses that Jay Mack and Shin and, and, um, and Damian Lane get, but I reckon Geordie Childs is something special. Uh, and this spring, I'd be keeping an eye on him, Shano. With um, Sky Bogenhuger now out of calculations, retiring. She was one of my favourite jockeys, the Queen of Toowoomba. <laughs> I'd be interested to see who you think the, uh, the number one jockey is these days, Curlio. Um, yeah, look, it's certainly not in Toowoomba at the moment. It was always good back in Sky. You knew she'd just bouncing out and bleed and yep. be hard to run down. Star. I need to find a replacement. Um Look, obviously, I think uh, I think J Max the obvious one. I was doing a little bit of research, Gareth, uh, yep. 
for this segment, which I don't normally do, um, just on the news of Ollie retiring. And in the in the last three years, I think Ollie's ridden something like five Group One winners, mm-hmm. five or six max maybe um, that I could find. In the same period, uh, James McDonald has ridden thirty four. Well, that helps um, and, when you get the opportunities that Mac has got. Well, no, he's in the zone at the moment. He's, obviously, yeah. Obviously, but I thought, oh, well, you know, that's because he rides all them Group 1 winners for Waller. He's ridden more Group 1 winners for other trainers than he has for Waller uh, in total. But, I mean, obviously, Chris Waller makes up half of them. He's still the big, he's still the best jockey. Now, he's, when he, he come back from his European summer holiday, which most of the top jockeys have nowadays, um, it took him a few weeks to get his eye in, and then when it mattered, the first group one of the season, he wins on Sandgirl. He's just—he's the best jockey. I agree with you with you guys. Uh, uh, Damien Lane is a complete gun, proven with his international sojourns when he goes to Japan and knocks off group ones for fun. And Blake Shin was winning on a rocking horse uh, the back end of of the season, clinching the premiership in Victoria. Complete nutter gun jockey. So. I would expect that those three will continue to uh, to win plenty of big races the th- over the spring. I don't think Blake's far away, and Laney's a star, and they've both come back in sensational form. Blake's problem is that he's just too competitive, and he gets suspended too much. And punters love that. Yeah, yep. the punters love that. And the, the, the best part about Blake, that he's got this unique ability, that he's got that ability to get horses out of the gate and put them in a, in a spot. Varvi was a perfect example at Caulfield the other day when he, he, he got across from that white gate. And Jamie Carr can do that as well. And we haven't even talked about her. And I listened to her on racing.com and I'm loving her attitude. Like she's a hungry, hungry rider at the moment. And she, she, um, I think she's learned that she understands that she, this is, this is what she loves to do. And, I was listening to her in that interview with racing.com and Katie Watts and how she's jumping out of bed, getting to track work and she can't wait to get to track work. So I think she'll have a big spring on that. And Shane will hopefully have seen this too and back me up. She's been over bet early on her return. I mean, the punters have just piled in. Yeah. Have you noticed that Curly? Like there's a couple of horses that they have just piled in blind, especially when she was just returning and you just saw the money come, the money come, and you're thinking, fair income, she's got some support. But they were overbet, way overbet. Well, I think the, um, you know, the, 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 big, the big dogs or the big syndicates, as we like to call them, or hashtag they, um, probably aren't adjusting for the jockey. She's got a great strike rate. She wins plenty of races. And, um, but, you know, human nature suggests that, She's been off the scene for a long time and been injured, and will take a little while to get her eye in. So mm. I can see why the you know the, the the money would still come for it from those that like the back, you know, those combinations with good winning strike rate. But it'll take her a bit of time to get her eye in, and when she does, she'll be back winning plenty of races for sure. Before we get to our rankings, I want to play you something that I played yesterday. This is Peter Moody at track work at Packenham. Morning all, Moods here at Packenham, Tuesday the 29th. I wish I win and sigh. They just had a nice competitive 800 metre gallop and quicken home 400 on the training grass. Both horses in great order. Didn't need a lot of work this morning. Happy and healthy. Happy with him, Luke? Yeah, really good, Luke. In good order? Good in the wind? Yeah, yeah, terrific. Sigh, Carlene? Yeah, very good. Very nice. Um, got, got heat for the mate, you know, nice and competitive. Yeah, so they just had a nice 800 metre gallop and quicken home 400 without being asked for a lot, so... 
No, the horses needed a lot of work, but they're in great order. So Cy heads to the Heath, 1100 at Caulfield on Saturday. And I wish I win to the Memsey, 1400 on Saturday. But really pleased with their work. Really happy with the overall condition of both horses. That's why I wish I win walking away. And Cy, nearest camera. Now, what we're going to do is give 3-2-1 for the participants to produce the best social media content. Now, this is not a debate, but I said this yesterday. And we talked about innovation in racing and racing Victoria when they announce with the big bash that they want to try something new. We don't have to wait to innovate. We can innovate like Peter Moody just did then. That gets new people into the game. That's the best horse in the country. Many say, I wish I win. And that's going into the inner sanctum. Horse having a gallop. Peter Moody talking to Luke Nolan. Us punters and racing fans getting an update before he goes to battle in a Memsey. Simon Miller's done it perfectly as well. Having the... The speedo on Amelia's jeweler, she does a fast work and she gets above 70 Ks and you've got the, the jockey cam on and it's like we're actually riding Amelia's jewel. That's innovation. That's content that will get new people into the game. That's racing and the racing participants helping the sport out in the best way possible. So I love that. I'd love to see more of it. I think Chris Waller does snippets of that as well. Um, Craig Williams is very good. Um. Chris Waller, your new best mate, yes. Chris Waller. He's yep. coming on the show Friday. Is he? Yes. Yeah, I'll be tuning into that. Yes, we love. I love Chris Waller. Yeah. I think he's great. Um, so, yeah, he'll be coming on Friday. So, I, I love innovation like that. It's, mate, you just want insight. You Correct. want access, you want insight. It, it's not, look, he's not reinventing the wheel. Like, he's sending a video out of but two horses. That, yeah, I'm just saying it's good. But, I mean, he's not, this is not new. This is what we want. Oh. This attracts more people. It's not. Yes. Oh, here we go. Debbie Downer here will say, oh, we, don't, we don't need 5,000 trainers posting videos of their horses on Twitter. Oh, I like it. No, but the big but the bit like, look, you're talking about the best horse in Australia and what and one of the finds of the winter inside. Like two horses that are at the topic of conversation, though, Shane. It's had 35,000 views, 28 reposts, two quotes. That's, that's great content and marketing oh, for the sport of racing. Yep. See what'll generate turnover? is when Peter Moody posts his bet slip on Twitter before the race so we can all pile in and follow him. That'll create that. <laughs> Speaking That'll of create that, turnover. Speaking of, let's have, yeah, let's back responsibly, of course. Um, I of wish course, but we're, we're a wagering-based sport. Yep. Let's embrace wagering responsibly, of course, but let's embrace the wagering component of our sport because we're a wagering sport. 100%. Let's go through our top five rankings at the moment. This is inspired by the means test. So, the, the football means test with Jared Waitley and David King, as you well know. So it changes from week to week. There might be some horses that jump into your calculations after watching them at the trials. I wish I win after hearing Peter Moody after that track gallop could jump up to a higher spot. So here are my top five ratings at the moment. Um, after listening to Peter Moody, I might put I wish I win back on top. Because, oh, no, here he comes. What, so now it's on top after Amelia's jewel was on top from a Lark Hill trial, yep. and I wish I wins done nothing, and now it goes back on top because it's worked well. Amelia's show, just you get your chance for your top five. <laughs> I wish I win one. Amelia's jewel two, Giga Kick number three, Mister Brightside number four, and Alligator Blood number five at the moment. Um, nothing out of the weekend told me that they deserve to be in the top five, but that could change this week. Who knows? Nature Strip could bolt home in the Concord. He could get back into the top five on Saturday, Milo. It could. Um, your top five? Uh, mine haven't changed uh, um, pretty well. Uh, they probably not. I think after this week, I think they'll change. I'll get a good, I'm going to get a good look at a few. I wish I win clearly on top. 
Uh, in secret, um, second for me. Alligator blood, third. Giga kick, fourth. Look, the, the fangirl's the one I've got in at the bottom. I might even swap fangirl out. I was really impressed with Libertad on the weekend. Um, I might, just off the back of the weekend of what Libertad did, I might even try to slide Libertad in there. So, okay. But that, that, that fifth and fourth position, there's going to be changes yep. after this week. So I'll slide Libertad in in front of Fangirl. I know Fangirl won a group one. Libertad's only won a, um, um, uh, what was it, the um, San Domenico. Yeah. But... Um, I just like what I saw, so maybe just slide Libertad in. Hey, Kelly, a rough fire was stiff after I saw him trial there yesterday. He was stiff. There's a couple of uh, North Queensland trialists. Unfortunately, the one I had a share in went terrible mm. um, at the trials yesterday. But um, I did see a photo on Twitter this morning of Miles at the Spring Racing Carnival launch. Would go to an opening of an envelope and clearly... <laughs> Had too much to drink because that top five is horrible, Miles. Mm. Of the best horses in Australia right now. Libertad, what are you thinking? That's that's an embarrassment. Libertad. Well, I, I, You're an embarrassment. Girl, I had to put so mate, you had Amelia's jewel on top last week after a lark hill. It would trial. give Lib- Libertad Winburn. I'm well, I'm, I'm trying to put a current horse in. That, I, I'm fangirl was my thing. Not you, much. You should changed. have seen him last night. The Richmond boys say, "Are oh, we a big fan?" Oh, I, could, I see. Yeah. I saw the photo. Bakes listens to our show, Morning Liam. Yeah. <laughs> Curlio, um, your top five, please. We're running out of time. Here we go. I've got a wild card off the trial, oh, Gareth. Oh, yeah. oh, oh, <laughs> now, this horse put up really, really big figures on the punting form data in its first prep. Globe trialed like as good mm. as you want to see, didn't it? Michael Kent Jr. was spoke at the launch there yesterday saying that um, um, bring on the Cox Plate. Could be the find of the spring, although, I mean, it's unbeaten. It's had a, it's, it's wins on rain-affected tracks at Sandown in the off-season where the numbers out of those wins were enormous and its trial was sensational. Still, still yet to do it against, like, quality gallopers. $13 with Bet365 of the Underwood. I reckon you should take some of that if you like, um, if you really believe. Look, I think I'm agreeing with you on most of the others. I think Giga Kick and I Wish I Win. I Wish I Win, definitely. And that's got nothing to do with Moody's video from yesterday. Mm-hmm. Giga Kick's there. Where's the, where's the up-and-coming stay? As we've seen Monophilia, et cetera, running that race on Saturday. But without a fight, still sitting there as the number one ranked Australian stayer. Um, so it's still got to be in the top five right now. Um, I'm adding Globe in there, and this will change after Saturday. But like Mr. Brightside's been to the track this preparation and won, albeit it was a bit of a low race, probably likely. But it's still got fitness edge and probably wins it and can definitely win again on Saturday and, and hold its spot in the top five from me. Love your work, lads. Hey, Kelly, if you can hang on the line, that'd be much appreciated. We might get your staking plan maybe for Doom, but Milo's going to hang around to go through some of his best as well. That is Giddy Up's debate on this Wednesday morning. It's 18 minutes past nine. We'll take a break. On the other side of it, we'll come back with Bag of Tips on this Wednesday.